Welcome to More Than Movies. I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. Today we get Cabin Fever at the Movies. We also check out some trailers and take on some trivia. It's time for a top three turf war. Well, the world is a different place today than it was the last time you heard our voices. And so we are social distancing and self-isolating, and I am 100% working from home. I think so are you, Ivana. But That's uh, correct. What about Blake? Is Blake at home yet? Yeah, everybody's at home. We are... Uh... We don't. We go outside to walk the dog, and we generally try to avoid being anywhere near any humans, even on the streets. <laughs> I know it's uh, it is crazy. So this week we are declaring the top three cabin fever movies of all time. Uh, what does that mean, you ask? Well. We are talking about movies that are set primarily in a single location. If that location is small and claustrophobic, all the better. Um, But really the rules are, what are the three best movies set primarily all in a single location? Um, So, Jay, what's your number three pick? Uh, My number three is a film that stars Ryan Reynolds called Buried. And it's basically... Ryan Reynolds is in a coffin and he's buried in a coffin. And the whole thing is him trying to figure out what is happening, why he's in there trying to call people. He's got a cell phone. um, And will he, or will he not get out of the coffin by the end of the film? I did not think that this was going to be a great movie going in, but I was blown away at how riveting It was being in this tiny, tiny space with Ryan Reynolds for an hour and a half. It was a lot of fun. He really did pull off that movie well. I completely agree with you. I saw the movie. I was excited to see it because I liked the concept. But I really had doubts. Could they pull it off? Like, is it possible to pull something like this off? And you know what? They did. It was great. It's a great movie. Fantastic. Third choice. Yes, my number three. I think my other two are like leaps and bounds better, Um, but I I pass it on to you. What is your number three? Well, my number three isn't as claustrophobic as yours, uh, but it is all set in a single room, uh, and it is, I believe, filmed in the 1950s. The movie is 12 Angry Men. And I yes, we can talk about that later. Actually, oh, okay, I like it. We don't have to talk about it right now. We'll talk about it later. Okay, what's uh, your number two? My number two is Locke, and Locke is a film starring Tom Hardy. And Tom Hardy, the entire film is him just driving in a car. And is yeah, it good? you look at like the world; it's amazing. It's incredible. It's a it's a movie about a guy. Who's on the phone? That's the whole movie, wow. and it and and it shouldn't be good. The premise sucks, but there's all these intriguing things going on in his life that you learn while he's taking phone calls, trying to go to his destination. And I gotta say, riveting. The whole film is just his car 
driving down the highway. How, and it's in the cab of his car. How do you spell it? I don't. I can't even find so it it's on IMDb. L O C K E. Ah, the ever, ever mysterious E. Okay, okay. I see this movie. Cool. I look, if you're looking for something to watch and you haven't watched Locke, watch Locke. I I can't describe how riveting you 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 are. You're like it's amazing, but I don't want to tell you anything else cuz I didn't have anything going in except a whole bunch of podcasts saying you got to watch Locke. And now I'm on a podcast saying it. If you look at the 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 cast, it's Tom Hardy and then a bunch of different voice actors. Like nobody else is even in it this that's crazy he's the only one in the car he's driving somewhere on a highway wow taking phone calls that's it that's all i will give you but there's so much more to it all right well my second choice is also like a movie that is very different from from yours um but i think it's a good one uh it's Black and white, similar to 12 Angry Men, and that is Clerks. Oh, yeah. That's a really good one, actually. I really love that movie. It, I mean, the Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, those are the things that made Kevin Smith Kevin Smith. And um, it's all one location. It just flies by, and it is so good. And it's been forever since I've seen it. And thinking of it today made me think, I need to revisit this movie. I wonder if it stands up. I wonder if it's still good. I haven't seen Clerks in a while. I've seen Mallrats. And Mallrats was still a lot of fun. It's definitely a product of its time. Um, But Clerks is one of those movies that a lot of people just latched onto and I was one of those people as well but for some reason now it's 2020 and I just I don't think I've seen it in 10 years oh gosh yeah I have no idea how long it's been since I've seen it but I it's so quippy I remember the back and forth dialogue I remember thinking it was hilarious and brilliant and genius and so that's my number two and I would say that all the movies that we have talked about so far sort of talked about one of Ivana's, which we'll get to in a second. Um, The writing has to be really sharp and really moving a story forward in order to do a a movie like this, like set in one place. You, You gotta keep it moving. And I think so far, all the movies we've talked about definitely do that, including my number one, 12 Angry Men. Um, 12 Angry Men is a really big, important uh, movie for me, mostly because it started as my mom trying to get me excited about acting, and she knew I loved TV and movies, and she gave me the play 12 Angry Men, which I read in like an afternoon and was blown away, and then she got me the movie. We watched the movie. I loved the movie, and then we, we've gone to the play together, but it's... In my top 10 movies of all time, it's 12 Angry Men, so it had to be number one. It is a jury in an afternoon in the jury room discussing what looks like an open and shut case, and really it is, it may not be that. 
And it's a great, great film. It's an incredible movie. It's entirely dialogue and acting that kind of like sells the story. And the thing is, it's such an important film because part of living in the Western world is relying on these juries. And when people are convicting someone guilty or not guilty, it really is the ultimate in like responsibilities, right? Like what do you owe your other like humans in this planet and as we get here and we're in a lockdown and everyone's staying away from each other that's on our minds a lot now too what do we owe each other and currently it's uh staying away from each other and lots of video conferencing (laughs) absolutely um as i don't have you been on a jury no never so i was on a jury for a month and it really is a an experience that i can't i can't begin to tell you how important it is and even though it's a pain you're away from your life um i always say i would never have remembered that month of work at the office i'm never gonna forget that month at a jury though yeah uh that i did jury duty and the the final verdict, we found our uh, defendants guilty of almost everything, and it took us two days of deliberation. And when we delivered the guilty verdict, it was it, it wasn't a good feeling to tell people that you're going to be sentenced to prison time. Like it's horrible. Yeah. Hor- like it it really affects you. And it made me come home and appreciate 12 Angry Men that much more. Yeah, that's very true. And and I think, so it, it's a beautiful movie. I It should be required learning, let's be honest. If there is a movie for a teacher to put on a, in a classroom, this is it. 12 Angry Men is that movie. What is your number one pick? Uh... You're going to be Don't surprised it. that it's Don't my number it. one. Don't say it. Saw. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. That is great. <laughs> what did you great think? pick. What did you think I, I was I thought gonna you say? were going to say Evil Dead again. No. Like, I thought you were going to go down the Evil Dead rabbit hole. No, 100%. Evil Dead had too many. Even though it's all in a cabin, it wasn't. It didn't feel like one location enough. Right. We really wanted to get you in a box. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, Saw is a great movie. Now, remember, when you're thinking about this, the whole thing is being told in one room. Yeah. Like, yeah, we've, we're learning about the whole story, but it's really happening in one space. It's very, very true. Uh, it's and, and when Saw came out and you watched it, because it became a franchise, right? So now when people think about Saw, they think about the seven movies, I think, that they made based on this. But the first movie is not like the rest of them. Uh, it is a mystery, but it's also just this like incredible genre-breaking drama that plays out in front of you that just disturbs you to no end. And it's really like this thought experiment. Um, so... and. And I felt like Saw felt really appropriate for Cabin Fever, just with everything that happens in that movie. 
uh, how they escape in the end and the prices they have to pay for it. I, I'm impressed. I did not think you would say Saw. James Wan is, to me, like horror god. Up there with John Carpenter, up there with Wes Craven. The guy is amazing. To me, he revitalized the genre that needed it, and Saw was his first step. A hundred percent. I could not agree more. And and the the casting too was really great. Like Carrie, I don't know how to say his last name. Elwes. Elwes. Oh, Carrie Elwes. Yeah, Elwes. Elwes. He he's just like he was amazing in it. I was like, wow. This he is, is Wesley from The Princess Bride. Yeah, and Robin Hood from. A comedy Robin Hood movie. Men in tights. And then he like disappeared. He did like some movies in the 90s. Then he disappeared and he came back with Saw. <laughs> I know. I, I'm very impressed with his. His works are like. They're all really big deals. Yeah. Like they come in. They change shit up. And then like they leave. And then all of a sudden it's like a phenomenon again. He comes in for Men in tights. And it's the revival of the naked gun versions of things. And. He comes in and, ah, I love him. I love him. He can do anything. He's very good. James Wan is good. Now we need to build a top three. Well, I obviously say 12 Angry Men at number one. I'm good it with that. It was your number three. It's a classic for a reason. I'm down with Saw being number two. That's a great, great pick. I love it. So now we just need number three. So I have Clerks and you have, what was your number two again? Lock and Buried. What, and what do you like But best? what best, what best describes the cabin, cabin fever here? Um, like Clerks is definitely one location. It's the roof. It's next door. It's all in the convenience store. It doesn't feel though. There- it doesn't feel like the end of the world. There's a bit of outside inside. So I think I would be perfectly, especially just to really capture the theme, I'd be happy to go with Locke. I don't know that I'd want yeah. Buried to you, be in But you there. haven't seen it, though. You haven't seen it. That's okay. I like the premise, and I think it's like a really interesting movie. So I, I'm good with it All being right. in our top three. I'm okay with that because in some ways he is trapped in that car. Exactly. Oh God, you gotta just you gotta see the movie. <laughs> okay, uh, let's kick this off. Here we go. Number three, lock. Number two, saw. And the number one cabin fever movie is Twelve Angry Men. Good list. Did you have any honorable mentions or movies that you haven't seen but really feel like you need to? I, I wanted to say Cabin in the Woods. That feels big, though, right? Like, there's a whole yeah, it's, it's It ends with More the than world. just the one cabin. Yeah. For me... Although they are trapped. Funny Games came out. Like, I really like that one. And you're, again, trapped in a single location. There's a lot... Like, this is where the horror movie genre really, like, exists in this, like, one location. You know what actually is a really good sort of honorable mention, and you're going to laugh, but Midsommar. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Because even that though they're outside, really you still have this feeling of, like, being trapped because they can't really get out. They're kind of stuck in this, like 
place in the woods and they and in another country and the, and there's no way out even though it's like completely in almost like daylight and out in the open air here's a question for you did she get out after the ceremony i think so i think they let her out or maybe she stays with them i don't know it's insane she is the midsummer queen and i feel like she did some awful things. The last one that I will say, because if uh, my old friend Charlie listens, he'd be really impressed with me, um, is a film with Ethan Hawke called Tape. And the whole thing takes place in a bedroom. And it's sort of like discovering a relationship with like a like a three-way kind of relationship. It's an interesting movie. Uh, it's called Tape. And he really loved it. He showed it to me. Uh, so, Charlie, if you listen to this, I remember things you told me, even though we don't see each other anymore. <laughs> All right, Jay. We have been quarantined now for weeks, I, I think. Like, at least I have. I, I am at the 10-day mark. Okay. So, I think I'm probably in and around the same, except I feel like I started even a little bit earlier. Um. How's it going? What are your thoughts? Are you going crazy? Like, how is life? Oh, oh, well, um, I'm not going crazy. I feel like this is the kind of thing that I have been preparing for my entire life. I have so many movies to get through. I have so many podcasts, so many books. Uh, and, you know, I'm making playlists for my family um i'm having like dance parties by myself which is great and i'm just doing everything i can to feel okay about the fact that like i haven't really gone anywhere in 10 days except to the grocery store and then back again and i'm working from home which is harder and easier at the same time does that make sense i love working from home as you know i a lot of things I, I really I think you can do kind of better at home when you're focused um, and don't have distractions and all that kind of stuff. Um, some things obviously. Oh, I'm not home alone. I am here with Becky and Becky has less to do than I do. <laughs> so there are still some distractions. I'm pretty good even when Blake and I are both working at the same time at like we don't we kind of stay out of each other's way and and we have our own spaces and I think that helps. Yeah, we a don't lot. have our own spaces. We sit next to each other. So she's at the kitchen table, I'm at my little desk and my little desk is right beside the kitchen table behind the couch. So it's it's kind of like we're in each other's space all the time. But you guys have an entire room. Like your spare room. Oh, yeah. Like I disappear at five o'clock and say, I'll see you in the morning at the office. But why don't you work? <laughs> why doesn't one of you work in the room? That's what I don't get. That's a pretty good idea. Like, honestly, it might come to that, to yeah. be honest. Like, it, because Becky really wants to follow what's happening. So she turns on the TV a lot or she's like in the kitchen. And so it might be on on really busy days. Maybe we'll take the setup and move it. But I also like where the setup is because you can look out the window. You're also like never in that space again when you're not working there. Yeah, that's so. Fair. So it's like, cool, this is the area to work in. And then when the day is over, I never go back there. 
Yep, that helps a lot, I find, is having like a workspace so you feel like you're working. Um, I find even right now, I'm at a stand up like dresser having this conversation. That's fair. I'm at my desk with my uh, makeshift sound box that I have surrounding me, trying to cut out a lot of the echo that is this high ceiling office room that I find myself in. You happen. I, I'm I'm very concerned about you. Like I, you as you know, I love you and Blake and everybody very dearly. And you happen to be in the third worst off place in the world that this could be going on, which yeah. is unfortunately right now, the United States. The United States is a really terrifying country to be in right now. I think partly because there isn't really access to a lot of tests either. And because so many people don't take it seriously. Um, I get like, I'll go out with the dog for walks and you, I'm like, okay, must stay away from people, politely nod from across the street, ideally. Like, let's not get in each other's air. Um, And that's really the only outdoors or, like, going out that we've seen. Um, But I think that that's part of it is because I'm in the States, I am taking this quarantine so seriously uh, because I just don't know what how it's all going down, and I'm terrified. Like, I... I don't want to catch this thing. It does not sound like a good time. Um, and also it's better for the rest of the world if I s- stay out of it right now. So, yeah, the States is scary. Yeah, I mean, I know I've said it a number of times. I don't I, I haven't obviously said it on the podcast, but like I feel really great for Becky and I because there's, you know, we're in Canada where the numbers are are high and they're growing, but they're not insane yet i think canada Um, reminds me of south korea in its response which i think south korea did it the right way well how did south korea do it tons of testing they really rolled out the testing and they asked people to socially distance right off the bat and that was kind of their approach and i think canada as much as they can is kind of doing the same thing yeah uh Justin Trudeau has gone on TV every single day just giving updates. He had a very stern, do not leave your house if you don't have to. Don't see people uh, yesterday to the nation. Um, They're really looking at like how economically they can help people. Mortgages for six months. Banks are going to be like, okay, if if for six months you can't pay, it's okay. We'll tack it on to the end. But like... It'll be okay. We're not going to evict you from your house. Um, I know my brother-in-law just got laid off, which is awful. And and that is a stressful thing. Um, So they're taking matters into how quickly people can get EI now so that they still are getting money on the regular. They're they're doing a lot of things for people um, while calling state of uh, state of emergencies so that more actions can happen quicker. Toronto is under a state of emergency. So all non-essential services are closed officially, which isn't like most things are seem to be essential except like massage parlors or, uh, you know, skate shops or bike shops, stuff like that. Like sporting goods are closed. Yeah. Movie rentals are closed. Theaters are closed. 
entertainment is closed, but like grocery stores are still open. Hardware stores are still open. Anything that you would like, oh my God, I need to get a light bulb. Well, okay, you can still. Um, and I, I think we're doing it the right way. I just, more people need to be taking this seriously. It's not about you feeling okay, man. It's about, there are people in this world who can't deal and we can't keep spreading this around just because you feel okay, because it's possible you'll get it. And it's and possible you do have it and you spread it. You don't want to get to the situation like certain countries in Europe are forced to be in right now where they're saying if you're above a certain age threshold and you become sick, unfortunately, we don't have enough hospital beds for you. Exactly. That's the other thing. It's not even just you're sick with coronavirus. You slip and fall. And you go to the the hospital and they need to operate and there's not enough people to do that. Right. No, this is, this is the concern. Flatten that curve. Flatten that curve. Okay. This is depressing enough. We're going to be doing hopefully a lot more podcasting in the coming weeks. So uh, let's, we'll talk about this again next, next time. (laughs) Yeah. Jay, just cut out all the sad parts of this. It's all sad. (laughs) That's actually good. You should leave that into the podcast. Welcome in. It's time for Him Possible and Her Possible Trivia. Let's meet our contestants. We just finished being all depressed, and now we want to interject a little bit of lighthearted fun into our day. So we have brought back, it's been forever since we've done this segment, Him Possible and Her Possible Trivia. It is a game where Jay and I try to stump each other with trivia questions, and it's entirely possible for you, the listeners, to play along with us. So please play along um, and see if you can do better than we can. Um, there are five questions on the that we ask one another and 45 seconds on the clock. Um, I We will keep going around the five questions. If you want to pass, you can. You have 45 seconds to get your answers in, and that is the game. And Ivana is really good at this. Really good at this. So why don't you go first, and then I will go, because you're so damn good at this game. So, like, I answer first, or I ask first? Oh, yeah. Why don't you answer first, so that you can set the curve. Okay. And then I'll do terribly, and it'll be fine. (laughs) All right. So... I am going to set the clock to 45 seconds after I ask the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Who directed the pandemic film Contagion? (gasps) Oh my God, I have no idea. Pass. I haven't been able to bring myself to see it. What ocean is the largest in the world? Atlantic. Is it Pacific or Atlantic? How many seconds should you be washing your hands for? 20 seconds. That's an easy one. Who stars in the 1990 film, the 1995 film Outbreak? Morgan Freeman. What part of my body aches after 10 days of working from home? You're back. Who directed the pandemic film Pass. Contagion? James Wan. I don't know. What ocean is the largest in the world? Pacific. 
Oh, there we go. Did I get it? Was it Pacific? Uh, okay. You got it at the very end with Pacific. Okay, good. Uh, okay, so Steven Soderbergh directed uh, Contagion. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, yep. Yeah, I should have known that. Uh, you did guess Morgan Freeman, so I'll give it to you. It's Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo, Kevin Spacey, uh, and Morgan Freeman are the stars of the film. Um, yes, my back does hurt from my kitchen chair. You got to get a good chair. You have Amazon Prime. Just order yourself a chair. Yeah, but they're a month behind. They're what? They are a month behind now. You know, actually, Structube is amazing now that apparently we're doing ads. Um, Structube, oh. I'm going to send you a link. They're really good. And they I just got a thing where they're doing free delivery on certain orders. Excellent. Okay, um, my turn. So you got, I guess I'll give you Pacific, even though it came in after the buzzer. Uh, so you got four out of five. Okay, that's pretty good. I think That's I'm excellent because Yvonne is the best at this game. Well, I think I made this a little bit easy. So I think you're going to get it. Bring it. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. This is a yes or no question. Is Java a type of OS? No. What is the hottest planet on the solar system? In the solar system. The sun. Planet. Um, uh, what is the most valuable item <laughs> sorry, in the coronavirus pandemic times? Pass. I, pass. <laughs> what is the primary ingredient of hummus? Ah, man. Come back. What popular TV show featured characters named Pam, Angela, and Stanley? The office. What is the hottest planet in our solar system? Saturn. Ah. I don't know. I, I thought it was going to be out. so much easier. I'm so sorry. And and the most valuable item during the coronavirus I pandemic. missed what you were saying. I missed it because I was talking. And I'm like, come back. <laughs> and I thought I had more time. Uh, toilet paper. Yes. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to give you that one. If you missed it. That's totally okay. You get that one. So you got two right. Java is not a type of OS. Uh, the hottest no. planet in our solar system is Venus. It's the second planet. Really? Not, not the closest to the sun, the second closest, but it uh, it's a gas planet. So all the gas traps in there and it gets super uh -huh. hot. Um, and, uh, yes, you're correct. Toilet paper is the most valuable item during the coronavirus pandemic. Um, the primary ingredient of hummus, this is a fun fact for those of you who are home and looking. Is for it like cooking. beans? It is. It's chickpeas. Ah, chickpeas. Ah, I never would have got all the way. I would have said beans and then, but I was like, I'm blanking. I got to move on. I would have given you a half point for beans because chickpeas are beans, I think. Um, and are then, they not peas? I mean, they're a legume. Aren't they like a vegetable? They're, they're like a legume. They're a legume, I think. Legume. Oh boy, 
boy, do I sound not smart right now. And then you're right. The Office. The Office is the TV show featuring Pam, Angela, and Stanley. So what's my score? Am I at three? Two. Ah. (laughs) Bested again. Hey, shut up! It's trailer trash! All right. With the pandemic affecting every aspect of everything on the planet, movies have been as well. Movie theaters are closed, and... Movies are being released straight to home video for the price you might pay for two tickets at a theater, which is kind of cool. And also like, oh, it's so sad for theaters, but they'll bounce back. I'm not too worried about those assholes. Um, So basically, the trailer trash that we're doing this week is kind of like these are available to you because there are no movies in theaters. That's correct. Um. I kind of hate that they're available to you at the price of two tickets. I feel like it should be the price of one ticket. Like, I understand paying more because they should have been theatrical releases, but $20 to rent a movie. I mean, come on. These are difficult financial times. It is weird to pay that price and not own it afterwards. Yeah. I I keep looking at it and going, oh, I I could just buy it. Oh, I can't. That's a rental price. To me, it's too much. I can't. I'm not cool with it. It should be like, get it, you know, $10. But a lot of people are out of work and renting movies for $20 a pop seems pretty intense. I mean, I feel really bad for the entire Hollywood industry that we base like our love of everything on. Because productions are shut down for this virus, and that means a lot of people, a lot of good people who have specific skills and are great at those skills are not working, which is awful. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, either way. So, I think this is the offset, is you pay 20 bucks for a rental. What movies are we going to watch today, Jay? Or what trailers are we going to watch today? (laughs) Yeah, trailers. We're going to talk about Lovebirds with Issa Rae and Kumail Nunjiani. Really fun trailer. Reminded me sort of of a game night or date night or one of those one of those fun light comedies where something horrible happens and you just kind of roll with it for the rest of the night. It reminded me a lot of date night. Like I just Kept thinking about Steve Carell and uh, Tina Fey, except it's different because it's Kamel Nanjiani and Issa Rae. And for a bunch of it, she's wearing this like this unicorn outfit that's pretty brilliant. I'm excited. To be honest, it looks really fun. It looks like a fun movie. And it could be good, unlike Date Night, which was not good. You didn't like it. I like Date Night. I do not like Date Night. I think that movie had so much potential and it just whiffed. I thought, I mean, it wasn't the most brilliant comedy I've ever seen, but it was super watchable and I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed that movie. Sure. Putting a movie on and passing time and watchable is one thing, but it's not like long shot. No, like not at all. This Lovebirds could be... A really, this could be this year's game night. Like, date night is not even game night material. I agree. I don't know if it's there. 
I think that it's going to be date night level. Like you're going to have fun. It's going to be super watchable. But is it going to be the best movie you've ever seen? I don't think so. So this movie is now going straight to Netflix on April 3rd. Are you going to watch it? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, everybody needs things in this watching time to keep them comforted and feeling okay. Um, I'm actually going through my top 100 right now. I just watched um, A Few Good Men again for like the 14th time. It just feels like a warm blanket. I've never seen that movie. I should probably oh watch a lot God. of classics I've never seen during this time. Brutal. <laughs> Well, you know what? We are going to watch a classic. I am making that happen. But let's go on to I Still Believe, uh, which stars Britt Robertson. We love Britt Robertson. Yeah. And KJ Appa, who I, I like. I like KJ Appa. He's good. Hey, look, it's Riverdale fame. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Really godly, but it looks like it could have some good songs. Uh, I like country music a little bit, so I... I'm going to give that part a pass. But if it gets real preachy, I I run. I like I just can't do it. It's so obviously a faith-based film. In fact, I chose it for our um box office draft. Um it- which we sort of have to put on pause cuz <laughs> who saw this coming? Right. Besides I, in China. fact, I don't even think that anything counts because so this movie did make it to movie theaters. It was released on the 13th, which was only 11 days ago. Like, it's the 24th right now. But by that point, most of the world was no longer going out, and many movie theaters were shuttered, if not shut down. And so it did. It had one of the worst theatrical releases of all time. Um, but, and Way to pick it, Ivana. I, in this case... Way- to pick it. Let's just okay, look. I'm historically horrible at box office draft, but let me just say this is whatever this doesn't I picked count. Mulan, and now we never know when it's coming out. <laughs> yeah, but at least at some point it'll come out. This is like a lost opportunity. I feel like the whole thing, and it's not my fault, and it's not necessarily like we'll never know how this movie could have done. Um, it's a little preachy. I don't know that this is my kind of movie. It seems a little too romantic. It seems a little too dramatic. And it seems a little too religious. And I don't have a problem with my religion finding its way into movies. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time is Inherit the Wind. And it's it's a, like a God versus man and an, an evolution kind of film. But it's also like you do appreciate the fact that God is there and religion is there. It's not a bashing of anything, um, but sometimes these films can get a little preachy, and that's when I'm like, like, God's Not Dead is too much for me. I haven't seen that movie. Um, you know, I I mean, I do like some things. I freaking, and I don't know how or why, but I love God Friended Me. Love oh, it's that such show. a great show. It's such a great, great show. show. Like, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's very clearly very religious. It's fantastic. This is a different it's a different vibe. It has a much more, like, serious vibe, and it has a, a, a vibe that just, from the trailer, I don't think this is my kind of movie. But I think a lot of people would like it. 
the last movie that we checked out the trailer for is Onward. It's actually available right now. They even skipped the April 3rd uh, oh. altogether. You can rent it right now. This is Pixar's big push. It was in theaters for a smidge. Um, the voice sounds are Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. This does not look like the home runs that Pixar usually does. I thought it looked amazing. I liked the fact that there was going to be like this magical staff and you're talking about wizards. It reminded me a lot of Monsters U, which is not Pixar's like... Which I did not love. But it seemed more fun, like less profound and more fun and silly Pixar. In the vein of Cars and... Yeah, but Cars is like Pixar's worst movie. Well, no, that's not true. That's a good doc dinosaur, which is, oh my god, that movie has all the problems. But like, I just—it's not Wally. It, it's it doesn't not up. feel it's to not me finding like this Nemo. is a movie anybody needs to see. I, I think it seems like the perfect quest film to watch while stuck in your home with cabin fever. And either you—I think it'll look amazing. Yeah, it'll look, look amazing. amazing. But I just think the story is not going to be like a Toy Story 3 or Finding Nemo or... You forget the dad you know, angle. You're talking... It's like Weekend at Bernie's, but all about missing your dead dad. And that has... And and leaning heavily into this wizard world. Yes. So, you know, it could go either way. The dead dad aspect could be the heart you know what i mean like it could really like bring in all those feelings but we don't know we won't know until we see it would you, are you gonna watch it all right i am gonna put uh yeah probably i mean if it jumps on disney plus in the next month absolutely yeah because disney plus has nothing for me right now <laughs> nothing now uh so we were just talking about you got to get back to some classics I want to propose one that is one of my favorite movies of all time. If you don't like it, it's okay. Like, don't worry. It's like not going to break my heart a lot. <laughs> um, but you watched this movie on t this TV show because it was adapted from the book Get Shorty, but you never saw the John Travolta Get Shorty. I've never seen the John Travolta Get Shorty. I love the TV show Get Shorty. And, you know, right. it's I, completely I on my list. I really want to see it. Okay, let's watch Get Shorty. Perfect. Because to me, it's, again, like I'm going through my top 100 right now. It's So it's on my list anyway. I think it's like number 15 on my list. Maybe even number like 11. Nice. Of all time. So I will watch this anytime. And you, good news for anyone. It is available for free. On IMB, IMDb TV, I don't know if that's in Canada or USA only, but in the States, you can watch it for free on IMDb TV. What is that? Um, You go on the IMDb website and literally there's a bunch of content because they are part of Amazon now, right? So there's a bunch of content that they just avail. Uh, you can watch it. It's free. There's ads. And that's that. In Canada, it is available to rent, and that looks like it. 
But if you're like me, you got six copies of it, so you're good. (laughs) And that's our show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next time. If you'd like to support the show, you can hop onto your podcast service and subscribe. And if you're really feeling generous, you can score us a quick rating or review. Our intro song comes from bensound.com, and we encourage you to check out our show notes for more information about our music, our talented voice actors, and our sound effects. Ivana and I love hearing from you, so we built this website so that you can reach out to us, and it's at morethemovies.net. But in case you hate websites, we also have email. Hello at morethemovies.net. Find us on Facebook, More Than Movies Podcast. Or catch us on Twitter. I'm at It's Ivana. And I'm at Jester J. Thanks again for spending some time with us. We'll be back again soon with an all-new commercial-free episode. And until next time, friends. Do more. And watch more.